Welcome to Evangelism on Fire podcast. My name is Mark Thomas, an ordained pastor, a teacher of the best-selling book of all time, your host, and most importantly, your evangelism coach. Every episode, I bring you an inspiring message to help you live the most exciting life God has created you to live by actively sharing your faith in Jesus with others. I believe in the power of the gospel and the potential of all Christians to live out the mission of the Great Commission. I believe the best way for Christians to grow is to go. It's time for a revolution in every Christian's life around the world so that every person everywhere around the world can hear the gospel of Jesus Christ from a friend or family member through one-on-one evangelism. I'm so thankful for our time together today. I absolutely love spending time with you, Evangelism on Fire Nation. I believe this podcast will truly inspire you, and I believe it will inspire so many people that you know. And if you're inspired and feeling moved to share this, then please message some friends, post this on social media, and let people know about this episode so we can get this message out there more. I appreciate you and everyone listening right now. And a quick reminder, I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast, to rate it, to review it, spread the word on social media and spread the message of evangelism on fire forward. OLS Coffee is a traveling barista in the Richmond area serving espresso and specialty beverages. Our menu is extensive and unique and changes based on the season. At Coales Coffee, we know you can get coffee just about anywhere. That's why we make it a point to distinguish ourselves apart from the rest. Coales is fueled by a vibrant energy combined with a love for people. We cherish our community and never lose sight of what's important to us, which is God and a united community. We're here to serve you, not only nourishment for the body, but nourishment for the soul. We are a faith-based company who donates 10% of our earnings to local churches and organizations to further spread the love of God and grow his kingdom. This is the foundation of who we are. Throughout Richmond, you will find us at festivals, sporting events, concerts, and private events. Think about having coffee for your next business meeting, party, or even during your wedding. Check out our website to see where we'll be next. Coalescoffee.com. That's C-O-A-L-E-S-C-E coffee.com. Albert Moeller once said, our responsibility is to get God's word to their ears. Only God can get the word from their ears to their hearts. God's word says this in Romans 10, 14 and 15. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are are sent. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Evangelism on Fire Nation, welcome to part seven as we close out of our impactful series, Active Lifestyle of Evangelism. Man, I've been hearing a lot of buzz and positive feedback about this series, and I am super thankful that this series is resonating with you. If you haven't had the opportunity to listen 
listen to part one through part six of this series, you know what to do. Go listen to those episodes beginning at episode 165 to today's episode 171 to get all caught up. In today's episode, I'm going to be highlighting the fifth evangelism style known as the truth-telling style of evangelism, which happens to be my foundational style of evangelism. But keep in mind, I'm constantly training to be fluent in all five evangelism styles to be all things to all people, as Paul says, so I can lead people to Jesus. And of course, if I'm training myself to do that, I want to encourage you to do the very same thing. Speaking about training yourself to be an evangelist, as you train yourself to be an evangelist, please always remember this. Evangelism is not a skill. I don't believe evangelism is a gift. Nobody is born ready to share the gospel. It is a skill. I believe evangelism is a skill that you hone. I believe it is a skill that needs to be practiced and needs to be honed. You will learn the more you evangelize what works for you and what doesn't work for you. You will learn what approach to the conversation feels natural and where it feels forced and becomes off-putting. Evangelism is like building a muscle. The more you work it, the stronger it gets. Just like building muscle, if you wait until you feel strong to go to the gym, you never will. If you wait until you feel ready to share the boom, the good news, you will never get there, my friends. As I mentioned through this series, there are five evangelism styles we've covered in our series. Remember that there's an evangelism style to fit you. There's an evangelism style to fit every Christian, no matter if you're an introvert, extrovert, or whatever your personality type might be. Let me say that again. Yes, there's an evangelism style just for you. All you need to do is devote the time necessary to discover what your evangelism style is and what your personality type is. Hey, this is a key truth you need to always remember if you're going to have success with living an active lifestyle of evangelism. If you truly, Evangelism on Fire Nation, listen, if you truly make up your mind and make a commitment to not go your entire life without leading someone to Jesus as your Savior, and as you know, your primary style of evangelism and your personality type, look, when you learn these things, when you make the commitment, when you refuse not to go your entire life without leading someone to Jesus and you know your primary style of evangelism, you know your personality type, listen, you will be totally and thoroughly equipped when it comes to telling people about Jesus when you find the approach that fits you. You guys know the Henry Ford quote that I frequently mention. Yes, and I'm going to mention it again. Whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. Let me say that one more time. Whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. If you think you can 
live an active lifestyle of evangelism? You're right. And if you think you can't share the gospel message with people, the sad thing is you're right because you've already talked yourself out of even trying. So I'm asking you right here, right now, what's your choice going to be, man? You have to make that choice right now. We live in the moment. What is your choice going to be? Hey, I challenge you to make that decision right here, right now. Will you choose to live an active lifestyle of evangelism or not? This is the end of our series. So if you haven't taken your personality assessment to find out your foundational voice, take your assessment today by going to the show notes now. Just go to today's show notes right now and click the link to take your free five voices assessment to discover what your foundational and your secondary voice order is. Look, this is my free gift to you to equip you so that you will have the tools you need to have great success as you train yourself to live an active lifestyle of evangelism. Evangelism on Fire Nation. Hey, when I think of the truth telling evangelism style, man, I thank God with everything I consist of for this style of evangelism. Many of you know my testimony. Maybe you've never heard it. I'm going to share a little bit of my testimony. I did not grow up in a Christian household. I didn't have a moral compass when I was growing up. I knew absolutely nothing about God, nothing about Jesus. I had never been to church. One thing that I did know about, I was a wild child and grew into a wild adult. Man, I live my life to party. So much so that as I'm living in the city of Richmond, Virginia, growing up as a kid and a young adult, this town was way too slow for me. I was looking for a party town to sustain my party needs 24-7. Do you hear what I'm saying? I was completely devoted to living a party sinful lifestyle. I took a three-month trip around the country, three months on one mission, and that mission was looking for a city looking for a place that would sustain my party lifestyle. Well, there was only one place for me at that time and that place was Las Vegas. Yes, Las Vegas. You know Las Vegas is known as Sin City. It's Sin City and let me tell you, that's the reason why I moved there. I got immersed into that party lifestyle. I got immersed into the culture of Las Vegas, Nevada. I got severely addicted to drugs and in between my second and my third drug overdose and for those of you that know me you know I'm a short man I'm five foot three but at that time I was barely 65 pounds did you hear that evangelism on fire nation I was skin and bones emaciated from my drug use literally a breath from death and I remember one day standing outside on my Las Vegas balcony in the Las Vegas Boulevard was literally my backyard I remember thinking to myself I don't have much time to live. I'm near death. I started to think about, is God real? I started to think about, is heaven real? Is hell real? I started thinking about eternity. Now, I don't know how this works for other people, but for me, when I got close to death, I was thinking about what happens beyond life on this earth. So one day, I prayed. I said, God, if you're real, prove it to me. I prayed, God, if you're real, show me that you're real. I'm getting ready to die. I am scared of dying. And at the time in my life, I had never been scared of anything in my life. And after 
after I prayed that prayer, almost instantly, people started coming up to me that had the truth-telling evangelism style. They would approach me in Evangelism on Fire Nation. I'm not talking about one or a few people. I'm talking about multiple people would come up to me and they would share the gospel with me. They would come up to me and they would ask me, hey, what are you going to do when you die? You look like you're near death. Are you going to go to heaven? Are you going to go to hell? Are you right with God? Have you made Jesus your savior? And at that time, I didn't know how any of that worked. I never heard the gospel message. I didn't hear anything about Jesus. Never heard anything about God. These people with the truth-telling evangelism style that God sent to me, they shared the gospel with me. They would ask me, do you believe that you're a sinner? Oh yeah, that's one thing I'm, I'm, I'm sure of. Do you believe that God is real? Yes, I do believe God is real. They would share with me that, hey, for the wages of sin is death. And when a person dies, they're made in the image of God. They're going to live forever. Did I believe that? Yes, I did. Did I believe in heaven and hell? Yeah, I did believe in heaven and hell. I really didn't know how that worked, but I believe that both of those places could exist. And out of the two places, where would I want to spend my eternity? I wanted to spend my eternity in heaven. They would share with me that Jesus Christ died on the cross to offer me forgiveness of my sins. And let me tell you something, Evangelism on Fire Nation. I wanted forgiveness of all my sins. I didn't know how that worked, how I would obtain that, but I wanted that. And when I heard that Jesus offered me forgiveness by his death on the cross, man, I took it. I took it. When I heard that Jesus resurrected, coming back to life to demonstrate that he is God, I believed it. And I wanted to accept him as my savior and as my leader. When I found out that Jesus died on the cross for my sins, not only for my sins, but to demonstrate his love for me, I never experienced love, not even for myself, not even from family members, not from friends. I never experienced love. That was true love. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to demonstrate his love for me. And yes, who would not take that? I wanted that and I took that. And these people would continue to share about Jesus with me. And they would tell me that, hey, that God loves me so much so. And that while I am a sinner, he would accept me for where I was in life. That Jesus wanted me to come to him right where I was at. I didn't need to clean myself up to go to him. Look, I did not have time to clean myself up at all. And they told me that it wasn't about cleaning yourself up. That's what the gospel said. They shared the gospel with me. They said that Jesus loves me so much that he wants me to come to him just as I am. Drug addicted in every sin that I committed in that when I go to him, he will give me the power to have it changed in a transformed life. And when I heard the gospel message by the people that shared the truth telling evangelism style, which was the exact style of evangelism that I needed to hear for where I was at in my life. And I believe the gospel message, again, evangelism on Fire Nation. It wasn't from one. It wasn't from two. It was from multiple people. When I heard the gospel from these people that God sent to me, and I had absolutely no doubt that God was real, that he was sending these people to me to hear about him, I made a decision to accept Jesus Christ as my Savior and as my Lord of my life. And I decided to follow him. So this style of evangelism, the truth-telling evangelism style is near and dear to my heart. And it's my 
style because this is the way that I got saved and this is my primary style of evangelism because this is where I've had the most experience of God interacting in my life from the very beginning. So I love the truth-telling evangelism style. It's a powerful style of evangelism. So are the other four styles of evangelism. Not one style is any more powerful than the, the other styles. They all work hand in hand to reach people with the boom, to reach people with the gospel message. And as I share how I came to faith in Christ as my savior and my leader, there's a song by Brandon Lake in Elevation Worship called Graves into Gardens. Now, most of you listening right now, you probably heard this song, but if you haven't, here's what you need to do. You need to search this song now and take a listen to it, man. You've got to take a listen to the lyrics in this song. If you haven't heard this song, man, I'm going to read those lyrics to you right now. If you haven't heard this song, buckle up, baby, because this song is going to grip you. It's going to speak to you in a powerful way. And if you know the song, it's going to get you again. Come on. Graves into gardens. Don't you know that God specializes in turning graves into flourishing gardens? Come on. Do you know what I'm talking about? I searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. Man's empty praise and treasures that fade are never enough. Then you came along and put me back together. And every desire is now satisfied here in your love. Oh, there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing, nothing better than you. I'm not afraid to show you my weakness, my failures and flaws. Lord, you've seen them all and you still call me friend. Because the God of the mountain is the God of the valley. There's not a place your mercy and grace won't find me again. Oh, there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you. Lord, there's nothing better than you. You turn mourning to dancing. You give beauty for ashes. You turn shame into glory. You're the only one who can. You turn mourning to dancing. You give beauty for ashes. You turn shame into glory. You're the only one who can. You turn graves into garden. You turn bones into armies. You turn seas into highways. You're the only one who can. And I love the beginning of this song, Evangelism on Fire Nation. I searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. Listen, I have searched the world to the ends of the world, searching for what I thought was the true answer and meaning to life. The song goes on to say man's empty praise and treasures that fade are never enough. Let me tell you something, Evangelism on Fire Nation. The world, whatever it offers, it will fade and it is of no importance. Only the things of God, only the things of eternity are what matter. And then this song, as it goes on to say, then you came along and put me back together and every desire is now satisfied here in your love. Evangelism on Fire Nation, I am so thankful that God sent me people who had the boldness, the obedience to evangelize, to share the good news with me, to share about the greatest love that exists, the love of God, the love of Jesus, the love of the Almighty, because he came along, he put me back together, and every desire is now satisfied here in my relationship with Jesus. 
Jesus. And I hope that this series has inspired you and equipped you so that we can go out in the name of Jesus. We can be his ambassadors, engaging in the mission of reconciliation by using the personality type that God has made us to be and the primary and secondary evangelism style that God has equipped us to be. Yet we have to train ourselves to acquire the skill of evangelism. My hope and my desire is that this series has inspired you and motivated you to do this. And this is what Evangelism on Fire podcast is all about. All right, let's get right into our challenge time for today. Consider today's evangelism style, the truth telling evangelism style that I'm getting ready to break down for you. As I share about this style, ask yourself, could this be my primary style of evangelism? The truth telling evangelism style is a good fit and typically the primary style for people who are bold, confident, and direct. When hearing this, does this sound like you? These are the type of individuals who are effective at getting to the point and bringing truth to bear in many different situations. These type of people tend to have a hard-hitting type of personality, and they're often action-oriented leaders. They don't like a lot of small talk. You know, they're the type of people who don't beat around the bush to know what I'm saying here. In other words, they zero in on what's important, and they generally do so quickly. Does this sound like you? You may not be living an active lifestyle of evangelism yet, but if you have this type of approach, then you can see how your assertiveness already plays out in your family, with people at your work, and your interaction with your friends. You like to get to the bottom of things, you love to figure out problems and set a course of action, and you lead yourself to your highest possible good by making a difference in the world. You are probably focusing more on accomplishing the goal at hand than the immediate feelings of the people you're interacting with in an effort to lead them to their highest possible good. You may be a foundational nurturer or guardian voice personality type. Guess what? You're a change agent who is perfectly, come on, let me say that again, perfectly qualified to live an active lifestyle of evangelism. Right now, imagine this with me. Imagine this with me, Evangelism on Fire Nation. If you would apply your direct approach to presenting your faith in Jesus to others, then you would become a powerful influence in leading people to Jesus. Just imagine that with me, Evangelism on Fire Nation. Not only would you become a powerful influence, making eternal impact, building God's kingdom on earth, you would live, listen to this, your most exciting Christian life, living an active lifestyle of evangelism. Here's the question. Does it get any better than that? The answer is heck no. Man, do you know what I love? Hey, I'm so glad you asked because I have an answer for you right here. It is. I love how Mark Middleberg breaks it down in his book, Contagious Faith, when speaking about this very topic. This is what he says. We certainly need more of the truth-telling style in our culture today. Scripture warned us long ago about what people would be like 
like in the future and its description sounds a lot like what we're seeing today. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. That's 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 2 through 5. He goes on to say, this describes many who are outside the church, but also some who are inside as well, whose hearts and lives remain unchanged. People like this will often be difficult to reach through the other approaches we've discussed. But a direct biblical challenge from a godly truth-telling Christian will often shake them up and help them see the destructive path they're traveling. This, along with the convicting influence of the Holy Spirit, can help many of them turn around to trust and obey the Savior. Mark goes on to say that Peter, truth teller for Christ, a section here on page 131, he mentions a great New Testament example of the truth telling style is the Apostle Peter, who, filled with the Holy Spirit, stood up on the day of Pentecost in Jerusalem, the city where Jesus had been crucified just a few weeks earlier, and proclaimed the unadulterated truth of the gospel to a mostly Jewish audience. That's Acts chapter 2. Prior to speaking, though Peter and his fellow Jesus followers generated curiosity among these thousands of God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven, that's verse 5, who had gathered by telling them the wonders of God in their own native tongues, that's verse 11. Recognizing this as something supernatural, the crowd asked for an explanation. Peter raised his voice and addressed the crowd, fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. That's verse 14. In bold and direct terms, Peter declared Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did among you through him as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge in you with the help of wicked men put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. That's verses 22 through 24. Mark goes on to say, and I absolutely love what he writes here. Peter was just warming up. He went on to give them more details, citing references to prophetic messages in the Old Testament that were being fulfilled in their midst. Then he summarized his message. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. That's verse 36. Clearly, the Holy Spirit was at work speaking through Peter's straightforward message and convicting hearts. Knowing what he had said was true, they asked urgently, Brothers, what shall we do? That's verse 37. Peter was prepared with an answer. He had already proclaimed that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's verse thir- uh, excuse me, that's verse 21. But now he explained what that looked like. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. That's verses 38 through 39. God used Peter's truth-telling approach in 
an amazing way with 3,000 people responding in faith and declaring their loyalty to Christ by being baptized that very day, becoming members of Jesus' newly formed church. But here's what I want to underscore. What Peter did in this situation authentically fit Peter. That's what Mark Middleberg wrote. Let me say that one more time. Mark says, but here's what I want to underscore. What Peter did in this situation authentically fit Peter. God had given him a truth-telling personality. Peter was naturally bold, direct, and hard-hitting. He was also the first to speak up right or wrong. Thankfully, Peter was usually right. Blessed are you, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. Jesus said to him in Matthew 16, 17. But occasionally, Peter was very wrong. Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Jesus said to him in Matthew 16, 23, just six verses after the previous quote. Once fully trained and anointed with God's spirit, though, Peter became unstoppable. He became an unstoppable force for sharing the gospel. And his God-given truth-telling style made him the idea spokesman on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2 and in many other settings. Hey, if you've ever wanted to imitate Jesus, here's another impactful reason to imitate him. Jesus frequently employed the truth-telling style of evangelism. He did it with Nicodemus in John chapter 3. Did you know that this was the original Nick at Night? Ah, come on. Evangelism on Fire Nation, make sure to pick up your copy of Contagious Faith by Mark Middleberg and read pages 133 through 135 to find out more about Jesus, the ultimate truth-teller. I'll include a link in today's show notes so you can buy your copy today. I want to encourage you to purchase your copy. Read through this amazing book. It's by far my favorite evangelism book of all the evangelism books that I've ever read. EOF Nation, here's your final challenge for the day. Once again, I highly recommend you pick up Mark Middleberg's book, Contagious Faith, to learn the key skills for you to better live an active lifestyle of evangelism. Once you get your copy, read pages 135 through 144 so you can discover the key skills for every Christian. He mentions in his book, be bold in initiating spiritual conversations, get to the central message of the gospel, ask people to respond to the gospel. And from there, he goes on to a section called cautions concerning the truth telling style. He mentions seek God's guidance and wisdom, resist being overly cautious, affirm other styles. And from there, he goes on to the next section, touching on the extraordinary impact of spiritual truth telling. As we close out today's pod episode, please remember today is your last opportunity to take your free five voices assessment to discover the personality type God has made you to be by going to the show notes, today's show notes. Just click the link to take your free assessment to discover more about your personality. Remember, when you combine your foundational voice type, you know, your personality with your primary evangelism style, you will be completely equipped to share the gospel message with anyone. Join me next week for a new episode and have the best week of your life. 
Thanks so much for your time with me today. It's been an amazing time and thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it inspired you on your journey of sharing your faith in Jesus with others. Make sure to check out today's podcast show notes for a description of today's show along with other super important details. And also make sure to share this with a friend and subscribe over on Apple Podcast as well. I really appreciate your feedback, Evangelism on Fire Nation. So share a review on Apple and let me know what part of this episode resonated with you the most. And hey, if no one has told you lately, God loves you. I love you. You matter and you have divine purpose. Now it's time to go out there and share the boom, the gospel message with others. Make sure to join me for our next episode.